Ladies and gentlemen, raise your glasses and call your favorite bar because we have breaking drinks news. The Missouri Division of Alcohol and Tobacco Control announced on Tuesday it would be temporarily waiving a restriction on some to-go alcohol sales to help businesses during the ongoing COVID pandemic. The law has been alcohol to-go can only come in its original packaging, so no mixing cocktails. But with this change, the ATC will temporarily allow retailer packaged alcoholic drinks under certain conditions through at least May 15th. Remember when the beverage director at Mission Tacos told us last week they were losing thousands of dollars in potentially business-saving revenue when the state shut down their pre-mixed margarita sales? Well, the margs are back. Here's what Mission Tacos co-owner Adam Tilford has to say about the change. We had been reaching out to uh, different people at the state level, me and another gentleman, Ben Brown, who owns Satchmo's, uh, which is a bar and grill in Chesterfield. We're kind of both working independently on this, trying to get a waiver put in place to allow us to sell uh, to-go cocktails because it's just a huge revenue generator right now. And, you know, the way we sell them, we're not selling them for you to get it and and drink it in your car. We're selling them in containers that are meant to be taken home and drinking at home. Um, So, uh, you know, we we found out that it got through uh, yesterday and it's just amazing news. I I can't tell you how excited we are to be able to sell margaritas to go again. So we decided to pair that sweet sip of relief with another bit of normalcy. The last interview we recorded before Life as We Knew It got canceled was actually with the guys at Mission Taco. So, After a bit of a diversion, on this episode of Abby Eats St. Louis, we're finally serving it up to you. What the brothers behind the restaurant chain really think about being business partners. You can take that one. (laughs) Come on, Jay, what's your favorite thing about working with me? What they'd be cooking up if they weren't slinging tacos, how their nomad upbringing influenced their love of St. Louis, and what they're doing with the space originally meant for brewing beer. Uh, Jason Tilford, I'm the executive chef and owner with my brother. Yep. And I'm his brother, Adam Tilford, uh, CEO and uh, co-owner with my brother Jason. My interview with Jason and Adam happened the morning of March 11th. This was just days before events started getting canceled, people were told to keep their distance. Less than a week after talking to them about their expansion efforts, St. Louis City, County, and St. Charles County leaders would call on all restaurants to close their dining rooms. But this interview was already a little different even then because I didn't meet them at a Mission Taco joint. I went to an industrial part of Webster Groves where they have their restaurant head offices and commissary kitchen where they make and prep some of their menu items before distributing them to the actual restaurants. They have four locations in the St. Louis area right now, in Soulard, on Delmar Loop, in the Central West End, and the streets of St. Charles. Jason, you're an executive chef, but you're here in an office today. Tell me about what your day-to-day job was when Mission first started compared to what it is right now. Well, so when we first started, I was in the restaurants all the time. Um, We had a couple other places at the time. Since then, we only have the Missions left. All the others have shuttered, um, by our choice. Uh, Nowadays... I do a lot of uh, development, recipe development, keeping things fresh, trying to adjust things, making everything perfect. Most recently, I had the seasonal spicy salmon taco, and it was freaking delicious. That was a result of Jason's constant recipe development process. We have this whole big kitchen back here, and we spend every day in there, you know, playing with food. It's fun. It seems like playing with food with tacos could be, like, 
almost, I don't want to say easier because I know what you do is a task and I'm sure you come up with things all the time that maybe don't work, but does your medium of kind of that Mexican inspired um, cuisine help give you some flexibility? Yeah, it sure does. The, the taco aspect does. Like, for example, this one now is, you know, a Jamaican style taco, which isn't really a thing, but we had fun <laughs> with it. And actually, we're getting crazy. We're going to do next week, we're doing a uh, Reuben, no, yeah, a Reuben um, taco with a homemade rye tortilla, flour tortilla with rye. We're corning beef, making some really special sauerkraut and a special yeah. Mexican style spicy Thousand Island. Yeah. Again, this was right before St. Patty's Day. They were going a little wild. But it's also the kind of stuff they do all the time. Have you ever made something? I or you know, have you ever made something that you were like, no? Or has he ever made something that you're like, mm, probably not? He it doesn't get that far in really? the game where I try it. If I'm sure he's made things that he's like, no, but it doesn't get to me usually. You said you shuttered some of the other uh, previous restaurants by choice. Tell me about how you guys realized Mission Taco was something special. Well, you know, our first uh, Mexican concept was Tortilleria Mexican Kitchen on the West End. Uh, that was, again, an ode to the, the Mexican food we had growing up in, in San Diego. And uh, it, it was popular. It was a little 40-seat spot. Um, and we had that open for 13 years. Um, the second one we did was Milagro Modern Mexican. Really kind of put our name on the map in St. Louis. Jason got Best Chef in St. Louis. Uh, that was more of a higher-end uh, Mexican spot. Um, and we had that open for eight years. With both of them, the leases were coming up. And, you know, we just had to make some business decisions. The Mission brand was growing. Those stores did fall but they had some of their own unique issues, Tortilla being kind of small, uh, Milagro uh, just being kind of tucked away in a, in a difficult spot to find in Webster Groves. Um, so ultimately, the, we were expanding out to Kansas City with Mission and you know, we have uh, investors as well now, and, and we just really wanted to put our focus in that and uh, and put 100% of our attention to that. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of restaurants that um, get that love. People are saying, oh my gosh, this is something cool. This is something I want in my neighborhood. And so they establish the spot in the neighborhood, but then there are restaurants that bite off more than they can chew. How do you kind of make sure that you keep Mission Taco something that's worth a trip, quote unquote, worth a trip, worth visiting, that people don't take for granted having close to them while still continuing to expand now in Kirkwood pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, it's finding the location, finding density, you know. Uh, I'll go back to Webster. That was kind of a struggle there, a little bit of a bedroom community. And uh, we, it was a bigger restaurant, 120 seats. And yeah, it was tough to get people to go there on a Tuesday or Wednesday. So, you know, with Mission, we're looking for um, urban, nightlife, uh, lunch crowds, really try to hit that trifecta, get families for dinner, and, and you really look for spots that attract all of that. As soon as society is ready to open, so will the newest Mission Taco joint. It's in the building where Kirkwood Station Brewing Company used to be. A huge space, 12,000 square feet. Think of it like Mission Taco Supreme. 120-seat dining room, retro arcade with skee-ball, pinball, Miss Pac-Man, all the classics. And soon, it will also be their new tortilla-making facility and test kitchen. Working with the landlord when that space became available, um, it was a brew pub 
And so there were a lot of local breweries interested in it because there was a lot of equipment in there still and, and it was set up as a brewery. Um, so we had talked with a couple breweries that were interested in doing you know, a thing there and there was talks of partnerships. A lot of restaurants were interested in it because real estate in downtown Kirkwood is hard to come by. 100%. That's a great location It's an too. awesome. We've coveted that area and location for a long time for a mission. If you notice, we have three in the city and one in St. Charles. We've been waiting for something in downtown Kirkwood um, and this was the opportunity. So, um, you know, we were talking with a local brewery, the brewery equipment was in there. All of a sudden the brewery equipment was gone. The landlord let, let Kirkwood Station Brew and take it. Um, and so it had been taken out of there. So now we're like, all right, you know, now there's just a bunch of production space. It's not as appealing to breweries. And I immediately called Jason. I'm like, man, they, they took the brewery equipment. You know, I'm looking at a tortilla right here. We need more production space for tortilla. We need to get a new oven. Like this could be perfect. Mm -hmm. We're like, all right, cool. So we put Mission on the west side. We have the brewing space for um, our new tortilla manufacturing. Um, what do we do with the with this other 3,000 square feet? And that's when we started tossing around this idea. Jason came up with the test kitchen idea, and we're like, cool. So we do tables and chairs. This is a full restaurant. It's like. Now let's let's do you know we, we love Uptown which is yeah. you know Caddy Corner in the Central West End and we had been going there in Kansas City since we opened our first KC store and just love it I mean these are the games that we used to play um, and we we're like yeah let's do that there's nothing like that in the area so kind of just all fell into place. So the biggest thing actually too is that we're moving our tortilla production there. With that we'll be cooking our corn there and grinding it for tortillas but then we kind of started thinking about what can we do in this room and. Uh, in this special kitchen and since we're we're going to do like an ode to masa cooking corn and grinding it and all the things we can do with it um besides tortillas so we were playing around with uh tortilla chips and nachos and tamales empanadas and taquitos sopes tostadas molotes and traditional quesadillas and like it's just great to see this ground corn take all these different forms and uh, we just did a tasting a couple weeks ago and put it all out together and looked at it and was like, wow, that is really cool. That ground corn that we cooked turned into all these different things. And uh, it's been very exciting to play with that. Why do you think that a taco stand like the one that you guys went to in California has been, or at least that concept has been successful in the Midwest here in St. Louis? And then again in Kansas City now. I think it's most about freshness and quality of ingredients. I think a lot of times, you know, it's hard to say, but people think Mexican food is supposed to be cheap always. And the problem is it is because they're buying lesser ingredients like ground beef and stuff like that. And we don't use any of that. We use brisket and we use duck and we use stuff like that. So it's chef driven and it's fresh and it's all made from scratch. And it's, you know, you can taste it. We don't, we don't say it a lot like about our tortillas and stuff, but that's why the tacos are good. Because I mean, the tortilla is homemade from ground corn. And we're not taking it out of a bag. You know, you don't need two tortillas for a taco because we make them exactly how thick we want them. So it, it holds the ingredients without breaking. I, I agree with that. It's just, uh, you know, we, when, when we were here in the, in the 90s, you know, I, I, Mexican food hadn't really been introduced. It was kind of what we call a Miramax. And it's great. It I love going and getting a giant plate for eight bucks, you know. It was what you called what? A Miramax. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like Tex-Mex, but it's kind of a nod to... Mexican style of food, like American Chinese food isn't really Chinese food. Right, right. And Italian, it's not. In Italy, there's no cream sauce and stuff like that. Right. And Mexican food is similar, 
you know, they don't eat what we think they eat because we serve it here in the These United States. These giant plates like you were just talking about. Yeah, no, they don't about. have yeah. those. They don't have those. Right. There's no, you know, just refried beans and rice everywhere and, uh, you know, giant piles of iceberg lettuce with they sour don't start cream. start every meal with chips and salsa. It's just not, that's something we Americanized. But the guys are quick to point out they aren't saying they're truer to real Mexican food. I mean, they serve carne asada French fries. That's Jason's favorite menu item, by the way. And the fries are the only food item they ever grab out of the freezer. But it's more that they went back to what they knew to be true Mexican and then expanded on that rather than expanding on Amerimex. In some ways, they're more California-influenced, since for the most part, that's where the boys grew up. But also, in many ways, they're St. Louis-influenced. Adam was drinking out of an STL mug. Jason wore a St. Louis FC t-shirt when I talked to them. And they influence St. Louis. Because of the Tilford's lifelong love of the game, Mission Taco is actually a sponsor for St. Louis's soccer team. They say that's because despite California ties, St. Louis is the closest thing to a hometown they've ever really had. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we moved every year growing up. Our dad, our father was in the Coast Guard. Jason went to three different high schools, you know, so. In only four years. In four years, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't like the five or six year college plan. He went to four high schools and, in, 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 or three high schools in four years. I was lucky that we moved here my freshman year of high school, so I kind of had a, you know, a little bit more, but St. Louis was the first time we were able to put down roots, you know, so we did. I mean, I stayed here for, I went to SLU University and stayed here, and, uh, you know, I think we've pretty much been here nonstop since. And since it's just, 1990. Yeah, it's just, it was, it was nice to put down roots and really, you know, get to know a city and love a city, and we have. How has it been coming up in St. Louis? Do you think that you could be as successful in other cities with something like Mission Taco? I think it would depend on, you know, how far they're advanced conceptually. I know some other cities have not similar concepts, but similar vibing restaurants. So I think we'd probably steer away from existing cities like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think obviously, you know, we're from St. Louis and that helps a lot. Well, we've been here since 90, but um, yeah, I mean, I think Mission seems to be loved by a lot of people. I think we, you know, just sort of hit a concept that's, Good to go to on a Monday night casually or fun to go to with a big group for your birthday, you know, um, first dates, uh, late night, you know, we do the late night happy hour, brings a lot of industry people and people that don't, you know, can't eat during the normal dinner hour. So I don't know, I just, I just think it hit, hit kind of a, a lot of demographic and I think it could do well a lot of places. Obviously you flex a lot of different muscles and kind of go for various different things creatively. If you could just, if somebody said, all right, tomorrow you're getting this location and you get to open something completely different, not a Mission Taco, what are some just kind of dream concepts that you would just, if money was not an object or whatever, there was no restraints, it's a podcast, so I'm not holding you back from anything. Jason looked at me because he knows what I want. That's uh, smash burgers. I love smash yeah. burgers. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're great. I'm not a thick burger guy. I mean, obviously, we're, we're in Webster now, so I go to Carl's all the time yeah. and, uh, you know, Max and High Point. And, uh, yeah, I love smash burgers. So. Uh, it also kind of fits in with that sort of, you know, California beach boardwalk theme. You get mm-hmm. some tacos. You get some burgers and fries, and it just sort of fits in with the vibe. But yeah. I don't know, JT. I'd, I'd want to do, you know, some of what Milagro used to be when it first opened, but in a smaller scale. Interesting. Um, no burritos and quesadillas and stuff like that. 
some more higher end yeah, regional, higher regional end, a lot Mexican. of seafood, regional stuff, Oaxaca, moles and stuff like that. Very cool. My last kind of question for you guys is, you know, again, going back to the fact that you're two brothers, a lot of the things that you're doing together as a business relate to things you like doing together as brothers, playing games, going to taco places in California. Um, what has been your favorite part of working to, with a family member? And what's maybe your advice for somebody who would go into business with their family members? You can take that one. <laughs> Come on, Jay. What's your favorite thing about working with me? Um, well, you have to answer at least that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just because it's family and you share success. Um, I, I like to say one of the reasons why I think we've been successful is that Jason and I are totally different, right? I mean, I think you have a lot of chefs that open places that might struggle on the business side. You got a lot of, um, you know, front of the house business-minded people that open that can't figure out the kitchen and costs. And, you know, growing up, Jason was an artist, skateboarder, uh, purple mohawk, and he is our, you know, uh, our talent, our chef, I mean, he creates the food. It's something I don't have to think about, right? It's a whole major, you know, 70% of our sales that, you know, he, he focuses on. On the flip side, I was the class president and honor roll and, and more on the, you know, numbers, business-minded things, um, HR and stuff like that. So I think we just make a really good team now because of, I mean, obviously we're different, so we... We definitely have disagreements, but you know we we deal with them and 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 figure it out. And that's the hardest part is just yeah we're brothers, you know. So it's you know we have to take what each other say in consideration and, and be kind and go to dinner at mom's house next week. Yeah, right? that's the hardest so. part. <laughs> the holiday get-togethers <laughs> without talking about the email that the Yelp review just came through is the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> or getting mom to not ask us about this or that. When's Kirkwood opening yeah. for the 10th time? Mom? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just enjoy some family time and not talk about work? <laughs> Soon enough, Jason. Soon enough. Ooh la la! Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. Executive producer is Dory Olmos. Follow us on Instagram at Abby Eats St. Louis, where we are working to keep you posted on food news as it happens. And we love when you tag us, too. Check out the episode notes for other helpful stories from KSDK.com. Dory's writing a lot of them. Shake your margaritas and seize the plate. 